talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. Hello and welcome to this archive edition of The Artist Interview, a podcast by Hope FM in which I, Gordon T., get to meet some of the stars from the world of contemporary Christian music and go behind the scenes to find out more about who they are as people and hear some of their incredible stories. And this is a particularly special episode to me. It's when I got to meet John Cooper from the band Skillet. Skillet are a massive band and they've had so many phenomenal records over such a long time uh, and made such an impact on people. Uh, the stories he tells and just the way he lives his life echo uh, just enormously how he has received more and more of the love of God and how he strives to continue to engage and make God's love relevant to people today as well. He is such a lovely guy. Uh, and I talked to him extensively beyond what's in this interview, but I, I just can't help but think what a humble and lovely bloke he is. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. We explore many different topics, uh, his theology, his desire to sort of increase his knowledge in all sorts of different areas, how, how much fun he has, how family is so important to him, uh, the challenges of being on tour, uh, and really just his heart for things. So you are going to, I really think, enjoy this. So let's hear a clip of the first track that John Cooper has picked for us, and this track is called Anchor. John, it's an honor to have you with us. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to chat with you, man. So obviously you're in the States. Whereabouts are you, sir? I live in Wisconsin. And uh, for people who don't know where that is, that's about an hour north of Chicago. Okay. A lot of people do know where Chicago is. Um, we're only a few hours from Canada. So that, that gives you an idea of where we live. Sounds like a nice bit of the world, if I'm honest. So um, can you just quickly tell me a little bit about Skillet, about how you formed and what you're doing, what your purpose is in your music. Sure, sure. Okay, let's see. Uh, we formed all the way back, uh, it's almost embarrassing, in 1996. And uh, it's, it's been a, a really long time. And uh, it, we formed in Memphis, Tennessee. We were sort of an outreach for my church at the time. It was me and um, several other members of, actually of other bands. We all went to church together. And it was my pastor who said, hey, I think that you would, you would be good with this other guitar player from another band. What do you think about doing a side project? And you could write songs and you could call it Skillet. It would be like taking all these in ingredients out of all these different bands and throwing it together and into a Skillet. And I said, sure. So we kind of started Skillet for outreach purposes. Music has always spoken to me. And uh, my mom uh, was a, my mom and dad were Christians and taught me about Jesus ever since I was a kid. And my, my parents were very against rock music. Like rock music was the worst thing in the entire world. Uh, and when I say rock music, I mean like Michael Jackson, like anything with drums, okay? Anything with drums, guitars. And so I grew up listening to classical and, and, and church music, hymns and gospel hymns. And uh, 
I fell in love with Christian rock music when I was um, about 13. And music always spoke to me. God used music to change my life in so many radical ways that I thought if I ever get a chance to play music for God, I would like to do that. Sing songs about Jesus, sing songs about my hope uh, that I found in Christ, and maybe I could help other people in the same way that Christian music helped me. That was the idea. That was the dream, and I never imagined doing it for 20 20 years. <laughs> I thought it'd be like three years. <laughs> well, well, it's been an amazing journey, hasn't it? You, you, you've done 10 albums. Uh, so the last one, Victorious, came out last year. It's a phenomenal album. Now, some of our listeners, I've got to say, if they just heard some of your harder tracks, uh, in fact, how would you classify your music? I call it hard rock. Yeah, okay, because I've, I've seen it as Christian metal, new metal, various different things, but hard rock seems yeah. reasonable. It's, it's quite loud, isn't it? It's a bit full on. And some of our listeners, if they listen to it, they might, they might go, ooh, oh, it's a bit, and they, they might have a preconception of what you're about. But when I have been looking at your fans and the people talking about you, on bulletin boards, all sorts of places, uh, forums. Uh, they're, they're, it's just amazing, the life-changing stories of your music. So although your music is hard rock, it's actually got an amazing message behind it. And there are many people who say that Skillet is uh, the reason that they found Jesus. Mm -hmm. And uh, Skillet is actually, they, and there's people who wrote on their boards, I was suicidal until I found Skillet. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are many people going to be in heaven because of your music. So there might be uh, mums and dads listening to the drive show right now and thinking, oh no, my kid's into heavy metal or into this sort of music and they're not interested in Jesus. I just want to say Skillet might be a, a great uh, band for you to introduce them to. Yes, amen. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I, I have... Uh, John, I have never seen so many people say so amazing testimonies about the impact of a band's music. So real credit to you for staying close to Jesus in, in all that you're doing. Amazing. But it's, it's just been phenomenal. I've, I've been, as someone with a bit of an evangelistic heart, I have been so encouraged to, to just see the amazing response that people have. Wow. So um, we're, we're going to be playing a number of your tracks. Um, so we've played Anchor. Um, we're going to play Terrify the Dark in a moment. But before we, before we play that, could you just actually just tell me a little bit about what you've been doing during maybe the last sort of few months, especially with lockdown and things like that, to stay connected with your fans? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think over the last few years, been, I've been praying about how to get the word of God more out to my fans. Um, you know, you, you write songs and you've only got three minutes in the song to write about something. And Skillet has been quite evangelistic, as you mentioned. But I just started noticing all this chaos in the world. And obviously we're seeing that in multiple ways with COVID-19. America's going through, I'm sure, I'm sure everybody's seen on, even on international news, all of the things we're going through in our country right now, uh, destruction and devastation, even within the church, the, the Christian church over the last few years has been trying to find herself and we've been splitting and splitting and splitting amongst theological lines and all sorts of things. And I just thought, God, how can I be a voice to that? There are a lot of young people, especially growing up and they don't understand uh, how to find truth in the Bible. And I kind of pinpointed about five years ago that I think some of the reason they can't find truth in the Bible is because of the world's view on truth in general, how truth has, has shifted. We don't even believe in objective truth any longer. We, we are a postmodern society at this point. So I began doing a uh, podcast. Uh, it's called Cooper Stuff Podcast. That's my last name, Cooper. 
And uh, and I, I do it once a week. You can get on iTunes. It's free. Spotify, YouTube, what have you. And I've been spending a lot of my time. Uh, I do a lot of studying theologically and philosophically, sociologically. And I, I kind of talk about culture issues, how, how to have a, a Christian worldview to where it starts with, your, with theology. Theology de, uh, demands what your worldview is, and then your worldview you take to culture as opposed to the way I think a lot of young people are learning now. They are impacted by the culture first, and the culture demands their worldview, and then last comes theology. And that is a, a recipe for destruction in the Christian church. So I've been trying to figure out ways to tell people more about Jesus, and I spend quite a lot of time on that. So as I say, go check it out if you want to, or maybe if you have a kid. You know, a lot of young people want to talk about culture, but they might not read a book. They might not want to read a book about something, and this can be a fun way to do it. I call it Theology for Dummies. <laughs> That's what I call it. <laughs> t t tell us the name of the podcast again. Cooper Stuff Podcast. Cooper Stuff Podcast, great. So, in fact, you talked about young people just there. Uh, I think your kids are about the same age as mine. It's Alexander and, and Xavier, is that right? How, how old are your kids? Yes, my daughter is 17, and uh, she just graduated from high school. You know, so she's in the, the, the 2020 COVID class. And, um, and then my son is, will be 15 in two weeks. Now, I've, I've read that you guys are one of the hardest working bands, so you're touring a lot. How on earth does touring work uh, with family? Yeah, I mean, it, it is unusual. <laughs> the, the fun part about it is that we get to be the biggest influence in our, our kids' lives. And I think that that's really wonderful because kids are growing up in a hard you know time right now and uh we've really enjoyed that it's very much they're very mature you know i think by the time they were 12 or 13 years old they have become used to talking about real life issues with adults and uh they could talk about religion and philosophy and theology and worldview and and economics and because they're used to those things so i think that has been a really wonderful part of it but it does require kind of a lot of discipline because being on the road, you know, you're used to uh, weird hours. You stay up all night long, you know, or, or I, I shouldn't say that. I should say most people stay up all night long. When you're a parent on the road, you, you force yourself to go to bed even when you're not tired. But you get off stage at, you know, 11 o'clock or midnight and, and you're, you're very amped up, you know, because you, it's like working out. You don't want to go to bed right after you work out. But you, you force yourself to go to bed so you can get up in the morning, start school with the kids, get to hang out. And so I think there's a lot of discipline involved. But we've been able to see that wonderful family, that thing that happens with family. That's the, the very best way to do discipleship, you know, repro reproduction, if you will, in the way that Jesus poured into his disciples, the way the Apostle Paul pours into Timothy. The best way to see true discipleship is in your kids, and you don't want to miss that opportunity. So your kids have toured with you, that you've homeschooled them, they've not actually missed out. In fact, it sounds like they've gained a lot from actually being on the road with you. Is that right? I would say so. I mean, I suppose there is a point of view that would say that they missed out on, like, sports, for instance. You know, they, they were never in a place long to play sporting activities or things like that. So we just tried to find other ways to make sure they were being active and we play sports together, but they weren't able to be a part of a league. But again, I think that that kind of comes back, in my opinion, to 
to worldview. What is the point of life? It's not to give your kids a great experience growing up and playing sports. It's to be used for the purposes of the kingdom of God in your generation. So teaching your kids that, them learning that early on, they would tell you that they would never trade the life that they've had in order to have been involved in sporting activities or, you know, theater classes or something like that, because they, they feel that they have been a part of advancing the kingdom of God through evangelism on the road and whatnot. Wow. That is cool. So, uh, so you just finished your European tour just before Christmas. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> did, 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 you, you did Shepherd's Bush in London. So I, I couldn't come because it's my wedding anniversary. Oh. <laughs> but, but my wife didn't think it was very romantic. But if, if, do your kids literally go on the whole of the European tour then with you? Uh, they did. And by the way, what you just said is a good example of, of what you have to give up for a higher purpose. You gave up a skillet show for a, a higher purpose of, uh, <laughs> of making your wife happy. <laughs> yeah, we, it was wise. <laughs> it was wise. Let's just, we'll leave it at that. That was a very wise thing to do, brother. But I'm looking forward to the next time you come back. I, I will try not to come on, you know, Valentine's Day or, 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 you know, <laughs> or, or her birthday. But yeah, it, when, not only did we get to play um, in London, we played there. Uh, what is the London... Um, the Christmas like fairs, like a Christmas fair with like rides. They have like carnival rides and all the Christmas decorations. Winter, Winter Wonderland. Yeah. By Hyde Park. Yeah, we got to go to that. It was it was freezing cold, and we got to go to that and buy hot chocolate and ride rides, and uh, it, it it was pretty pretty awesome. But to answer your question, yes, my kids did did come to that, and. Um, Got to see a lot of family, and uh, they came on the whole European tour with us. So, yeah, getting to see a lot of the world, and, and, and that was, that's pretty cool. Uh, we next thing played Terrify the Dark. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what that song's uh, meaning is? Oh, sure, I'd love to. It's based on one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, in the book of John. Uh, and it's very familiar to Christians, of course, but it's the scripture that says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And you know what? I know that we know the scripture, but we don't always believe the scripture. And as you, you kind of mentioned earlier, you know, Skillet has a lot of fans that go through really hard times, broken families, abusive home situations. Um, I mean, I've met people from sexual abuse to child abuse to spousal abuse to suicidal uh, people have suicidal uh, thoughts people that may have attempted suicide, so many people I've met. And uh, sometimes I think that they have an idea that their life is always going to be that way. And I always love to say, hey, you know what? Jesus is a redeemer. He, he, that's, what, that's why Jesus died on the cross. He breaks the power of sin over your life. And it doesn't mean that life is always going to be easy. It doesn't mean that all the answers are easy. But what it means is that he has now given you a, a brand new heart and a brand new life from the resurrection power of Christ that, that broke those chains. And that can break chains of addiction and heartache and abuse. And it, it's that the light of Christ that drives the darkness out of our hearts. And so that's what the song is based on. And it's, it's just a really powerful scripture. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And um, I just love, I love to say that to myself. Your light will terrify the dark. I 
that was Terrify the Dark by Skillet. And I'm very pleased to say we've still got John Cooper with us. John, thank you so much for that track. That is amazing. The lyrics in it are so powerful. It would be wonderful if you could just pray for people off the back of it. Sure, sure. Why not? All right. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to pray for people, namely, who are suffering that, that the darkness, whatever that is going to mean in their lives. It's going to mean loneliness that's going to mean suicidal thoughts or uh abandonment or or abuse victims whatever this may be god or even just a a misunderstanding of how much you do value each and every one of us because we're created in your image and i want to pray for those people that they would realize the truth of your word it's revelation that comes from your word that your light it is the light of christ the risen christ that can set us free. It's the light of Christ that gives us hope. It's the light of Christ that causes us to be renewed and to be made brand new and whole again. And that is your mission. I pray that you would make people whole as they are listening and as they are struggling with their faith. I pray that it would be the word of God that would put faith in their hearts because that's also what your word says. Faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. So I pray God that that we would stop looking for answers outside of your word, that we're going to find out that humanism does not have the answers for us. Secularism does not have the answers. Psychology cannot have the answers. The the answer is found in the preeminence of the word of God. It is the word of God that changes hearts. So I pray that you do that very thing. Draw people to yourself and to your healing purposes, God. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Thank you so much, John. Um, and if you're listening at home right now and you've just that's touched your heart, I just encourage you to make sure you reach out to a, a local church uh, that can help you to find out more about God's goodness and love for your life. You can look that up on www.findachurch.co.uk. Uh, and if you put in your postcode or town there, they will help you get connected. Right, John, thank you for that. Um, so it's a funny time at the moment with COVID. Nearly everything is cancelled for everybody. But I was looking on your tour days, and it says you've got a show coming up. Is that right? Quite bizarre, but yes. We have one lone concert that I I kept waiting to get canceled, and they're like, nope, we're not canceling it. I mean, it is an outdoor event, and that that definitely helps a lot. Um, And uh, so I I haven't played a concert since whenever, March 15 or whenever that happened. So uh, I had to start uh, working out. You know, I had to start going had to start getting my endurance back up so I don't get on stage and pass out uh, to play that, that nice, loud music. Or as you would say, full on. It's very full on. Full on music, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it, it goes ahead. I'm hoping it safely goes ahead. The fact it's outdoors, I see that as definitely making a, a positive difference. So, um, but everything else is cancelled. So what, what's your plan? What, what, if you, what, what, do you, what do you hope to achieve? What do you feel God's got on, on his boiler for you for the next sort of 12 months or so? You know, I think that that's kind of the moment of faith that, that everyone is in. Uh, and I say everyone, not just me. I mean, everyone, <laughs> all of us, we're all in that moment of faith of, okay, we know God's in control. Nothing is outside of his purposes, though I don't understand what we're going to do. And when I say that, I mean, we're, I don't mean I'm not worried, but I would like to have some answers, Lord, really soon. Um, but obviously we're missing touring. Um, and we're missing, 
you know, the concerts and, and the merchandising and the things that kind of help us do what we do. Um, I will tell you one thing that I am excited about that I've only just begun announcing is that I've, I've been working on a book for, in fact, I wrote some of my book in London at Shepherd's Bush up in the uh, dressing room. So ho hopefully there'll be anointing on this book that came from, you know, good old London. And, uh, but, but I have been working on a book that I'm quite excited about putting out and uh, it's going to be about finding the truth of God's word. How do you find objective truth in a relativistic world? And I hope they can bring clarity to people when they're so confused about the things they they see on TV every day, the things they hear, and they go, man, it doesn't just seem like Christianity is changing. It feels like the whole world is changing. And newsflash, the whole world is changing. All the philosophies have changed. Worldview has changed. And I think that there's a lot of, especially young Christians, that, that really don't understand what's happening. When I say young, I mean, I'm talking about people under 60, meaning uh, the shift happened. And they're, they're like, you know, what's going on? So uh, I'm kind of excited about that. Um, and that's mainly what we've been working on, man. Keeping you busy. That sounds, that sounds great. When, when, when are you planning on publishing that? I'm hoping about maybe this year. I'll just say this year. Okay. And um, I, I'm still working on, we have a presidential election coming up in America, which will basically, uh, what's the word? It just like, it swallows up everything in America when presidential elections come. All of the media will be nothing but presidential stuff for about three months. But I, I am hoping to do it this year, maybe October, uh, something like that. So uh, maybe the best place to find out what's going on, you can always follow Skillet on Instagram or on Facebook. It's easy to find, Skillet Music. And um, you can follow my personal Instagram. You'll find that all from Skillet. Go to skillet.com, you'll find out more information than you'd ever want to know, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got one more track to, to play from you. Um, but before we do, could you just so is there a piece of advice that you would have liked to have given to younger you, maybe, maybe when you're age 20 or something, that you've learned now? Oh, my gosh. I got too many pieces of advice to give myself. <laughs> I probably would have, I mean... I, it would have been really wonderful to know, you know, people always say that if you, if you could know, if you could know then what you know now, you know, those kind of things, I probably would have liked to have a deeper revelation on what the Bible is and that the Bible isn't just things that God has spoken, which is true by the way, of course, but you know, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to try to explain this and I think that you'll get it. You know, like as, as, as people, we say lots of things that we, I'm not saying we lie, but we say things that we mean in varying degrees of seriousness, right? I tell my kids, if you don't clean your room, I'm going to be really mad. But I also tell my kids, if you steal, I'm going to be really mad. And those have a very different sort of consequence, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes maybe when I was young, I knew that it was things that God has spoken, but I think I hadn't quite had the revelation that every single thing God speaks is, is God. It's his words. The, the, the very speech of God is his word. Jesus Christ is his word. So you can't separate the words of God from God himself. They are the same. They are the same. And when God speaks, everything he says is unquestionably right. Everything he says is unquestionably the moral, most just, 
most merciful, goodest, best, greatest thing. I think I would have liked to have had a revelation on that because when you understand the Bible is the perfect words of God, it changes the way you live. And I would have liked to have had a deeper revelation of that, but that's also part of the journey, isn't it? You think you understand something about God and then you get older and he takes you deeper into himself because he's so infinite. He's so big. And then you find more pleasure in God than you had last year. So I guess it's part of the wonderful journey, but I really would like, uh, would have liked to have understood that as a young person. Yeah, that, that sounds like a wise bit of advice to anybody. Um, okay, before, I, I, I did say we're about to play your, your next track, your final track, but I've got one other quick, quick question. So Jen Ledger, so she's your drummer and, uh, and does vocals with you. She's awesome. She's doing stuff by herself as well, and we've been playing that and really appreciate it. It's great stuff. Uh, how does that fit into like, the skillet thing? Is it, is it difficult to manage her doing her own separate stuff and your stuff, or is it something that you're helping her do? Are, are you doing separate stuff yourself as well? Is skillet the main thing? Is, is skillet going to be carrying on forever? I don't know what I'm asking here. I'm just intrigued what the answer might be, though. Okay, let's see. Let's start with the last question first. Yes, skillet will carry on literally forever. <laughs> 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 we have in pages of ability. No, uh, I'm joking. Um, uh, I, I, at this point, I don't know how long a skillet will last. Um, it does seem like forever. It's already been 23 years. But, uh, but in, in all seriousness, yes. Yeah. So for people who don't know, I kind of alluded earlier when I was talking about London and the Christmas. Uh, what did you call it? The Christmas? Winter Wonderland. Winter Wonderland. I said, we hung out with family. I didn't get into it. The family I was referring to was Jen Ledger's family, which is my drummer, because she is English, of course. From Coventry. From Coventry, yeah. So her family came down and her siblings and her parents and, you know, so her nieces and nephews, and we all got to have their family to us. So that's what I meant when I said family. So we got to hang out and have a great time. And we're very excited about Jen. Her, uh, my wife, Corey, and Jen are best friends. And my, my wife uh, produced the bulk of her record. So we are very involved in it. Um, I co-wrote a little bit. I sang on one of the songs as a guest. But Corey co-wrote on more, produced the album. And so we are very involved in it and hoping for huge success. We are doing both Skillet and Ledger currently. And, you know, I think that, yeah, I think it's just something we have to kind of figure out as we go. How do we make it happen and, and make both of the dreams kind of come true uh, simultaneously, I hope. That being said, no one ever knows the future and you just kind of go, okay, Lord, if this is what you are doing, then it's in your hands, your sovereign hands, and we're, we're going forward and we'll figure it out as we go. But the project has gone well. The music is really good. Jen's got a great heart and a great voice. So we're, we're just kind of like, go run for it. Go for it. Run. We'll help you run whatever we can do. Wow. That's, that's fantastic. What, what brilliant, brilliant story of working together. Uh, and it's all kingdom, all kingdom music. So that's, that's fantastic. Which brings me on to our final track. Um, so uh, it would be lovely if you just give just a snippet of what, what this track's called. It's called This Is The Kingdom. Yes, This Is The Kingdom. It's funny. I mean, this is a pretty good song for the times we're in right now. <laughs> it, I mean, we're living in a pretty weird time. And, uh, you know, the way that you view the world right now there's a, lot of, of, there's a lot of reactions that might make sense, but they might not be God's way. Do, do you understand what I mean? Like, 
there's a way that seems right to man, but it actually leads to death. And, and, but God's answers are true. And that's what I view for right now. When COVID hit, it does kind of seem right to man to start freaking out, start hoarding money, start hoarding food. Uh, don't share your, uh, you know, your, your money or your food with someone else because you got to take care of yourself. But maybe God is calling you to share your money or your food with someone less fortunate. It doesn't make sense, but it might be God's way. That's what the song, This is the Kingdom, is about. It, it's about the fact that in the world, it makes sense to look out for yourself. But God says, no, the, the, the last will be first in my kingdom. Um, the least of these will become the greatest in my kingdom. So that's what this song is about. It's about having a new perspective of, of what we believe that one day will be living in, which is the incorruptible city of God, you know, which is, that's our great hope, isn't it? This is a kingdom. And that was This Is The Kingdom by Skillet. And thanks so very much for John Cooper for joining us for this episode of The Artist Interview. And I hope you've really enjoyed it too. And if you have, please do give us a follow, a like, please share it with your friends. We want this to really bless as many people as possible. And uh, there are many more episodes that you can find. So just search us up, The Artist Interview by Hope FM on any of your favorite podcast platforms. God bless you. We look forward to hearing from you. All the best. Bye-bye. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview.